Okay, I don't want to get fined, so we better get going here, okay. Uh, we're going to start the show. I'm not the show, obviously, but uh, we'll start the show in a few minutes, but I just want to get some housekeeping out of the way before we th- turn things over to Travis and Ty and their special guest. My name is Karen Unland. I'm the president of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. We're so proud and so happy to have Two and Out as one of our members. And we're ex- so excited to be able to see the see them do their thing in living color. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you as well for helping us raise some money for CFL Fans Fight Cancer. We'll get a little bit of an update on that total. Uh, from from Travis uh, during the show. Uh, you may know this already, but just in case, the washrooms are out the door and to the left in the event of a fire. No fire. But if something bad happened, uh, you can go out these emergency doors. and let, Don't go out these doors unless there's an emergency. The bad things will happen. Uh, as you know, we are recording this, uh, and Travis is hoping to have it up tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know he'll be in a hurry because he doesn't want to miss out on the spirit of Edmonton. So uh, <laughs> please turn off your ringers on your phone. And if you have to leave, just try to leave quietly. Um, but we do encourage live tweeting and Instagramming. Our hashtags are to and out live and CFL pierogi challenge. Uh, there is... <coughs> There is Wi-Fi in here. The password is not pronounceable. I wrote it on a piece of paper that's on the um, refreshments down there, so if you want to use the Wi-Fi. Uh, ATB, our friends out there at the Branch for Arts and Culture, also have Wi-Fi, uh, which you can uh, access just by giving them your email address. They won't abuse it. They're nice people. Uh, speaking of ATB, many thanks to them for making this event possible. Thanks to CKUA for letting us use this lovely space. Uh, thanks to Chris Chenyan Phillips from the Let's Find Out podcast for being our sound guy. And thank you for coming. You're just like such an impressive rainbow of amazingness in front of me here. Uh, the itinerary for today, Travis and Ty are going to talk football with their esteemed guests from Mushwar and Horseman Radio for the first 40-ish minutes, uh, and then we're going to bring Zach Evans up, have the audience mic open so you can ask him a few questions while we get set up for the CFL pierogi challenge, and we will find out once and for all who can eat 18 pierogies faster, Zach or Travis. <laughs> We're aiming to have you out here around 4.30 so you can take in the rest of the Grey Cup Festival. So, without further ado, please welcome Travis Curra, Brazilian Thai, the Two and Out podcast. Two and Out, two and out CFL podcast. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> I'll ask the same question Ryan did. How is this a thing? Do we have every fan in the house here? I don't see Thai cats. Do we have a Thai cats fan? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty, play the thing. We got to make this official. <laughs> you are listening to the Two and Out CFL podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Do It Out CFL podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! 
every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. All right, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. <laughs> uh, welcome to Two and Out Live and to Edmonton for the 106th Grey Cup. Who has never listened to an episode of Two and Out before? We, All got, right. we actually got some smart people the in smartest here. Smartest people in here. <laughs> we got a Grey Cup toque. So uh, th- throw to somebody that hasn't listened to. Who wants a toque? Who wants a toque? All right, that's... buddy. Let's throw in that area. Hey, all right, all right, all right. Well done, well done. Thanks for coming. Uh, this is a good first episode uh, to be at. We're going to have some fun today. Uh, we'll be joined shortly by Janin from Mouchoir, a Red Blacks podcast. Ryan from Horseman Radio or Big Brother Canada. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach Evans of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> As I defeat him in a pierogi eating competition. <laughs> and we'll, we'll open that microphone up to you uh, later on, so if you have any questions, uh, make sure you uh, think of them right now, and we'll, we'll get to you later on. Uh, of course, the goal today was to have some fun, but we also thought it would be awesome to raise some money uh, for CFL fans fight cancer. Their annual meet and greet is uh, this Saturday at 02s uh, from 1230 to 330, and they're raising money for Wellspring Edmonton. So with your help so far today, we were able to raise about $280 to the cause. And uh, we did something on the show this <laughs> this year where uh, we, we created the Montreal Swear Jar because I'm sorry, Owls fans. It's so easy to make fun of. <laughs> so we decided we would fine ourselves and contribute that to CFL fans fight cancer. We lost count. At, uh, After like the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we are the two and out podcast. We figured we would donate a dollar for every two and out that they've had this year how many is that uh, 107 <laughs> uh, not a big surprise CFL. but they did lead the league in that category <laughs> saskatchewan was second by the way rider fans that's not good <laughs> uh so the montreal swear jar is out front if you want to contribute and uh throw some more a uh, couple bucks in there now there are a couple there are a million things you guys could be doing tonight so thank you for being here um Canadian Football Podcast Network. So, are there any CFPN members in the house? Look at that. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's audio, right? It's audio. <laughs> so, they've created these uh, trading cards. Look at that. My very own trading card. I'm eating a foot long hot dog at BC Place, smothered in ketchup and mustard. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> and we'll be handing them out later on, and all your podcasters have their own cards as well. So say hi to them today. All right. The Grey Cup's on Sunday. You know that. You know that. But there are some news items we should get to. Usually Grey Cup's sort of a blackout period, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers do not care about that. Why would they? <laughs> if they want to get back to the Western Final, they probably should keep their uh, offensive line intact. And... The two offensive tackles, Hardrick and Bryant, he's up for most outstanding offensive lineman tonight. Uh, he could win for the second yep. time in a row. That's a big part of that team to get back to the West Final. And with that offensive line in front of Andrew Harris, if, if you can keep that group together, uh, the Canadian Mafia, as they're called. Uh, <laughs> Family-friendly terms. <laughs> insert expletive here. Uh, <laughs> that, that'll go a long way uh, to 
keep if they can keep that core together, go a long way to winning some football games. They also let go veteran defensive back Mo Leggett. He played 72 games with the team over five years, had 253 tackles, 12 sacks, 16 interceptions, six forced fumbles, and four TDs. This guy always fills the stat sheet, but he had uh, issues with injuries this year, and uh, he'll be somewhere else next season, I guess. Wouldn't mind him in Saskatchewan, but there's a lot of players that I wouldn't mind. There's a lot of ninjas on that defense. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think he'd use another ninja. I think. <laughs> All right. And if you thought the player movement during the offseason was going to be massive, I think the coaching changes just might trump that. That word means something different in 2018. <laughs> Uh, TSN's Farhan Lalji is saying that Orlando Steinauer will have interest from Toronto and BC. <laughs> Sorry, Hamilton, buddy. We're, we're trying to record a here. show. Do you mind? There actually, there are more Argo <laughs> fans here than Hamilton fans. Yeah. Well, Whoa. yeah, the, the, the entire Argo fan base showed up for this. That's nice. <laughs> uh, and it looks like Corey Chamberlain could come back north of the border for mm-hmm. a coaching job. Ryder fans, do you like uh, Corey Chamberlain? He won a great cup. I guess that counts for something. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this podcast would end in a brawl if we talk politics. Uh, but a couple former Ticats are actually running for office uh, out near Hamilton. Pete Dyakowski and Marwan Hage, uh, by far not the first CFL player to do it. Normie Kwong, Peter Lougheed, I bet you like that, super fan Mike. Gene uh, <laughs> Mikowski. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, before we welcome our guests to the stage, we'd like to give our friends at ATB Financial a shout-out. Of course, they're the title p- sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network, so they're big on supporting Alberta-made podcasts. They actually have their own podcast called We Are Alberta. Did you know? This is pretty sweet, and I had a couple mints today after that Bud Light. Uh, did you know 25% of North America's mint comes from Alberta? Look at that. Ooh, but ah. Don't eat any of the lettuce. <laughs> So the latest episode of their podcast, We Are Alberta, uh, came out last week. Nick Ford is the host. He talked to an Alberta farmer that grows mint and dill. We're eating pierogies today. Creamy dill sauce is probably my favorite topping for pierogies. So those farmers, thank you. Uh, check out wearealberta.atb.com slash wearealberta. All right. Let's get our guests to the stage. Get loud and welcome Janine from Mouchoir, a Red Blacks podcast. And Ryan from Horseman Radio. How many people in here are sick of seeing Ottawa and Calgary? (laughs) (laughs) Not me, not Not me. Not I. (laughs) Not you. All right, the game's on Sunday. Tom Valesi will ref his third Grey Cup game. And if this was a fashion contest, I got to say, Calgary won on Tuesday. Oh, come on, that Daniel Boone outfit? Come (laughs) on. (laughs) I don't know much about fashion, but that was awesome. (laughs) If you're not up on current things and you're not aware of Red Dead Redemption. Uh, The Stamps walked in Red Dead Redemption, uh, which uh, they're just missing the black in the middle there. Red, black, dead, redemption. Uh, Because that's what this week's going to be. Oh. (laughs) The Stamps are trying to avoid being the first CFL team to lose three straight great cups since the Montreal Alouettes. Come on, Montreal. In the mid-50s. That's another fine. (laughs) $108 from two and out to Montreal. All right. So uh, we got to – Ryan, I want to go to you. Eric Rogers is an absolute playoff beast. He's played three games – 
14 catches, 229 yards, five touchdowns. How does Ottawa shut them down, or can they? No. <laughs> um, they uh, Honestly, I mean, I, I don't expect to see Rodgers to see the ball a lot in the middle of the field. But get inside the 20-yard line. It's just going to go high into the back of the end zone. He's going to jump up higher than anybody else can and bring down the football for a touchdown. Um, you can't stop Eric Rodgers in the red zone, in the playoffs especially. And uh, this year's been no different. I, I think the Winnipeg fans will remember what Eric Rodgers did to them just a week ago, uh, including that late touchdown grab to seal the victory um, in the West Final. Uh, he's an incredible football player, and the only question is whether or not he's going to be healthy enough to play. All right, and Janin, uh, off to you. The Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, they've been back in the league for five years. It's their third Grey Cup appearance. Let's put things in perspective. The Riders have been around for 110 <laughs> years. If Ottawa wins on Sunday, they've win- won half the amount. Yeah, they the have. have <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> uh, so is this as close as to a Jim Paul, Mark Trestman, Montreal dynasty, have we seen in the CFL? It's pretty good. It's a, it's a <laughs> in the east. What are you in even talking about? In the east. Oh, in the east, maybe. Okay, in the, in the east, east maybe. Poor there Ryan. Go, Don't Ryan. hurt Ryan's feelings this soon. What a touchy, those <laughs> damn Peter fans, eh? Yeah, and they called us the thin-skinned. <laughs> It is It is definitely uh, shaping up to be a heck of a dynasty in the East, and I don't mind. I don't know about you guys in Platt over in the back corner. How do you feel about our little dynasty that we got going here? <laughs> it's, no, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, football in Ottawa was gone for a long time. It feels good to have a team back, but to have a team that has been put together the way this team has, that has embraced the city, that is winning, it From really feels good. From the benefit of good. the entire league giving up their best players. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> All right. If we try to juggle our memories of the beginning of the season, everybody kind of wrote off Ottawa, at least for a home playoff Beginning game. of this season, beginning of last season, beginning of every season. Beginning it's the of same the 2015 thing. season especially. Yeah. <laughs> so they were quiet in free agency. They lost Zach Evans, Jerron Kreiner. Uh, so I think Red Blacks fans were a little bit worried. So Campbell and Dave Zardenne must be considered, uh, I think, one of the best tandems in the CFL right now. Ryan, I know, <laughs> but they must be uh, well-respected in oh, the nation now. absolutely, and and you're right. I think uh, I wouldn't say that I wrote them off, but I'd, I'd say that there were some big names. We miss you, Zach. We really do, uh, that we lost in the offseason, and we were pretty sad to see. I would say when we got really excited was when Coach Thorpe, when it was announced that Coach Thorpe was coming to Ottawa. Um, defense is where we might have struggled a little bit more last season. Uh, and so uh, Desjardins, Campbell, with his defensive background, now Thorpe there. It's really, it really is shaping up to be a very impressive football city with some very great football minds. So Calgary outscored Ottawa 51-17 during their two games way back during the summer. <laughs> Why should Sunday be any different? It's not the same team. It's not the same team. When you look at the lineup, you look at the... You look at the depth charts. Uh, I don't know what's going on over here that he's doing behind me that's making Andrew laugh, but it's just not the same team. They've grown. They've they've tried different things. They have a different lineup, so even on paper, it's not the same team, but I'll say what I said on our podcast earlier this week. Psychologically, these guys have really grown a lot over the last, over the 18 games in the regular season. Well, I guess you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how psychologically much you guys have grown after two defeats back to back. It's okay. 
you, you can't argue the results. They lost the last two breakups. <laughs> Hank hit a fate walk-off. And oh, the hundred-yard plays in Grey Cup history. Does it just really bother you guys that much that a 40-year-old beat Bo? Is that what it is? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, Henry Burris owns a special place in a lot of people's hearts across the league because he's played everywhere. If you hate Henry Burris, that's your fault. Except, except <laughs> over uh, Like, there. really, I mean, Henry. you can... You, yeah, sure. I guess Hamilton's got a problem. But, like, really, if you hate Hank, that's on you. I, I can't hate on Hank for winning a great cup and walking off into the sunset. It's unfortunate my team was on the other end of that, but I'm not going to begrudge Hank a, a walk-off great cup. That's fine. All right. Bo will get his on Sunday. And then walk off? He's going to the NFL. <laughs> oh, so, so, Ryan, I haven't talked to you since Big Brother came Yeah, I don't good think times. I have. But I think I heard you say wait, one wait, thing. Wait, 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 wait. He was on Big Brother? <laughs> Just for a couple days. Just for 48 oh. agonizing days. I think I heard you say one thing very interesting. You hoped to go into the house and be like this despicable villain, and you wanted to be hated, and you wanted to lie, but you couldn't do it. Why? I, you know, it's funny. I have no trouble. I mean, anybody who's listened to my show understands that I have no trouble hacking on Ryder fans or Eskimo fans or any fan that we're playing Red that Blacks week. Fans. Red Blacks fans. <laughs> um, but, I mean, at the end of the when you're living with these people for 48 days and you're with them 24-7, I mean, I have friends in my life that I've had for a decade that I'm not sure I've spent as much time as I have with these people. Um, and being a rather congenial guy in my day-to-day it's hard to kind of put that away and turn that off. So it, you can't not be dad when you're a dad. And so when you see people going through a tough time, you're going to comfort them. If I was able to go home at the end of every day and de-stress from that situation, then I might have been able to blow these people up when I came back to work the next morning. Yeah. But when you're, when you're with them all the time, I appreciate that. When you're with them all the time, it, there's, there's not the ability to do that. You can't, you know, you can't turn it off. So... Um, the the idea of being the despicable villain inside the house is actually a lot harder to accomplish than I expected. So speaking of villains, it kind of seems like the Stamps are comfortable with playing the villain right now, especially uh, <laughs> Dave Dickinson, and uh, it seems like everybody's sick of them. I mean, their bus for practice didn't show up yesterday. That's so. true. <laughs> That's true. Not even the league brought them to practice. <laughs> um, are they cool with being the villains in Canada now? Uh, I mean, you know... You hate us because you ain't us. That's, that's all it is. I mean, really, any one of you in here that's not a Stamps fan would kill to see your team in three Grey Cups in a row, right? Yeah, everybody's nodding their head. Of course you would. You want to see your team in three Gary Cups in a row, and we'll catch you at five. Don't worry. We can, two more years, we'll be there. But you, you, you desperately want that, right? So, so you want that to happen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. You'll have a mic. I have a microphone. And you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, think, I think honestly... You know, a lot of people want to see the Stamps fail because you want the underdog to win. You want the comeback story. You want the new kids to come up and be able to do something. Um, and and you're, you start every season with the hope that your team will be able to climb over the mountain that is the Stampeders in the West. Well, too bad. <laughs> Ain't happening. That, that was Dave Dickinson's exact quote the other day at the coach's press conference, or after the West Final. He said... You know, you want to see a team other uh, – people want to see a team other than Calgary in the Grey Cup. Yep. Well, ain't happening. 
Uh, that's, beat you know, um, yeah, then come out and beat them. Come out and actually beat them in a playoff game. I know a lot of people crow about regular season success when they beat the Stampeders. <laughs> This year. Uh, but I, I, a lot of people come out and crow about regular season success this year. But really, they lost two games before they clinched a playoff spot. And then they lost three when they clinched a playoff spot and went to vanilla offense and defense. And sometimes you need a little chocolate syrup on the vanilla to, make, to get a win. And that's what they Butter did in Scott. BC when they, light them up, they lit them up 25 nothing in the first half to clinch the West. I mean, it, when Calgary's on their game, there's no better team in the league top to bottom. And speaking of... Calgary playing the villain. The Red Blacks aren't that much of a nicer group of guys with Kyrie C. Bear and Jonathan Rose right now. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a big Kyrie C. Bear guy. Like, oh, they're going to keep finding me is, well, yeah, because you're doing it wrong. Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Has any of this come up in Ottawa? Like, people oh, for sure. hating that aspect? For sure. I mean, you see it, you see it on, twi- on Twitter, on social media. You see uh, fans talking about it. I actually, we had a chance to talk to Coach Thorpe uh, on Tuesday before he got on the plane, and I kind of asked him this exact question: like, how do you teach that line? How do you teach players? Football is about getting after somebody. Uh, it's about you know bringing you know bringing that hit. And there's a line you've got to respect the line, but you've also got to get right up at it. And and he was really honest. He said, you know, we teach clean tackles, but in real time. Uh, in game time, you're talking about emotion, you're talking about passion, you're talking about stuff on the line, things happen, and you might not get those form tackles in game time. And every team has has had controversial hitters on it at some point in time. Uh, it's definitely not just an Ottawa thing. Um, so I think it's just, you know, sometimes we forget that there's uh, raw human emotion on that field that is pretty hard to control, and I think we all want to see it controlled. But maybe as fans, we have to appreciate that it's... I'm not sure we would any of us would be that much better in some of these situations. Really, like really honestly, I'm not sure we would. Yeah, I think if no, I think if Noel Thorpe is having classes about dirty hits, he needs to call the <laughs> truant officer because Kyrie's not showing up. That guy's been dirty his entire career, um, and uh, I'm happy to say more things off mic uh, about Kyrie um, than I'll say Wait, on mic. Do we have mic, an elk? Do we I mean, have an elk in the guy, room? Uh, he's he's the dirtiest player in a long time. He's ended players' careers, um, and he shows absolutely zero remorse for it. Um, I. For my money, I'm done with that guy. I don't want him in the league. I understand that football is a dangerous sport, a high-impact sport, but he hits dirty intentionally, and anybody that does that shouldn't be on the field. If player safety mattered, Kyrie Zaber would be gone from this league. <laughs> and now we'll bring That's back some joy. I don't know what wow. to say to that. Speaking of pierogies. I'm just no. going <laughs> to let that breathe. Like uh, so we, we obviously can't do this without talking about Jonathan Rose. Uh, it was announced this week or earlier this week that he was suspended. CFLPA came out, filed an appeal. He's going to be eligible unless the decision comes down in the next 24 hours, which it's not going to, so he's going to play. Um, there's been people on Twitter, especially Red Box fans, trying to defend what happened. Um, <laughs> where, do you, where do you guys lie uh, with the situation? Uh, well, I mean, I, th- I don't disagree at all with the position that the league took. I actually really liked their statement. I found that they struck a really 
uh, powerful balance actually between the whole, you know, we, we don't want to take a guy out of what's going to be the biggest game of his career, but we also can't, we have a social responsibility to not let people think that this is okay. And so I, I like the balance that they took with their statement. I agree 100% with the suspension. Uh, I'm not defending what Jonathan Rose did. There is frankly no defense for it. Uh, but there is also a process for players who are suspended uh, to go through and to appeal, and that's due process. And I have no problem with him going through that process either. So he's going to play on Sunday because that's how the process works. Everybody gets a fair hearing, um, and they're not going to judge this one in the court of Twitter. So that's, that's the way it works, and I know his teammates are really happy to have him there. Yeah, I just think it's unfortunate that the process takes so long. Um, and I think it's something that will be addressed in the CBA negotiations yeah, coming up. I agree with uh, that. Because I don't think, I mean, saying that we don't want to take a guy out of what could be the biggest game of his life, don't put your hands on the ref. I mean, it's pretty simple. You want to play in the Grey Cup? Don't push the ref. You want to play in the league? Don't push the ref. It, it's, it, referees being untouchable is something that's not new. It's not something that, that's okay until you get to the pros. It's not something that you're taught is all right at any level of sport ever. If there's an official, there it's sacrosanct. You can't attack an official, and that's what he did. Whether he was knowledgeable about it or whether he was just in a mad rage and was pushing past anybody to get to the guy he got to, nevertheless, he put his hands on an official. Now, should he be suspended? Yes. Should the appeal process happen? Yes. Should it happen faster? Yes, and that's what we'll we'll see in the next CBA. All right, Ryan. I don't need to tell you uh, how amazing that the Stamps have been, and uh, considering that they've made it here, even though uh, their injuries could build an all-star team uh, <laughs> on its own. I mean, it's possible that Bo Mitchell is the only player on Sunday that actually gained a yard in last year's Grey Cup for the Stamps. That's remarkable. Yeah, I think it, it's a credit to the organization, um, top to bottom, they find good players. They have good systems. Um, and it's not in Calgary. It's not about necessarily even going out and finding the best possible athlete and hoping that guy can fit into your system. It's about finding the best possible fit for your system. And you don't have to pay guys, you know, lights out money to get that. You have to find the right guy for your system. And Calgary does that very effectively. I don't think you can, you can think back it, during the Huffnagel era to the big day one overpaid free agent that anybody regrets um, because that's just not how they do it in Calgary and I think uh, there's that's the reason why they've been so successful uh, this is the sixth Grey Cup they've gotten to since 2008 and there's and it's because Huffnagel instills in his team we're going to find the guys that play in our system because our system works so I'm sure every Calgary fan player coach uh, hears other fans telling them that hey you're going to choke for the third year in a row, uh, two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> it was a magical performance from old Henry. Last year, it was six inches of snow. What's different uh, in 2018? I mean, who knows? I, I think every single game I go in to with the confidence that Calgary's going to win, whether it be the first preseason game of the year, the 18 regular season games, any playoff game or the Grey Cup. I'm confident that Calgary's going to win, and more often than not, so is Las Vegas. Las Vegas bets them to win every single game. Sometimes they lose, and that's going to happen, and it may happen on Sunday. It's not going to, but it might. Um, <laughs> you can but gamble on sports it, now? <laughs> every once in a while, if you find the right person. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, you're, you're looking at a, at a team that 
you know, it's, it's not like the other guys don't get paid. Suggesting that Calgary choked takes everything away from the Red Blacks, takes everything away from the Argos. Calgary didn't choke. They lost. And there's a substantial difference. If you're up 25 in the fourth quarter and you lose by five, you choked. Yeah, Atlanta Calgary Falcons wasn't up, kind of you know, yeah. It was never more than a score difference. Calgary came back on Ottawa to push the game mm-hmm. to overtime and then lost in overtime. How is losing in overtime a choke? I, I just don't get it. Regular season success, all it does is gear you up to make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, you have to succeed in the playoffs. Not winning doesn't mean you choked. It just means you didn't win. Is the window closing for the Stampeders uh, to get a ring or two? Uh, there's a threat that Bo Mitchell is headed south. Alex Singleton. I, I, I would say Jameer Thurman. Uh, Devon Claybooks could be uh, a head coach elsewhere next season. I know Huff <laughs> always seems to have a factory <laughs> of replacements while uh, circumventing the salary cap. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, are you sitting here as a Saskatchewan yeah. fan? I was yeah. just gonna say that. The only team, like every Grey Cup victory you've roster. had in this era, has been because you've been over the cap. Every single Grey Cup you've won is because you've spent more than the cap. Every one. Hey, the Eskimo fans know about that, right? Yeah, Eskimo fans know all about buying Grey Cups, but let's not talk about them. <laughs> okay, let's. but are you worried that you could lose those three guys? You could lose your D coordinator. Sure. Sure, of course. When, when I look at the free agent list and it starts with Bo Levi Mitchell and Alex Singleton, I curl into a ball and cry and don't even get to number three on that list. Um, you but know, you'll I, still be confident at the next, at the of next game. Of course I will. Of course I will. Because I, here's the other thing. I know a lot of fans will give me grief. Oh, Ryan predicts his team to go 18-0 every year. Why don't you? Like, if you're a fan of your team, why wouldn't you predict them to go 18-0? Do you want to predict, you know what, this team I love and I live and die for, and I expect them to lose six times this year. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why not just accept joy? The Owls fans would love that. The Alouettes fans would kill for six losses. But Only six. Yeah, only six. But, like, I I just, I don't understand it. So, yes, I'll be confident in my team next year because I'm confident in Huffnagel and his system. Um, You know, whoever's at quarterback for the Stampeders, I think if Bo Levi Mitchell signs an NFL contract, if you're a free agent quarterback, why wouldn't you go to Calgary? I mean, really, if Calgary's calling and offering competitive money, why would you not want to throw to Kamar Jordan, Braskison, and play behind the O-line? Uh, mm-hmm. Kamar Jordan, Reggie Bagleton, Eric Rogers, Chris Matthews, Breskison. all of those re- Braskison, Lamar Durant, all of those receiving options. Why are you not going to Calgary if you're a free agent quarterback worth your salt? I, I don't understand why you'd go back somewhere else. How I mean, would it happen I if saw, the I quarterback saw from this city headed down south to Calgary? Well, <laughs> you remember when LeBron James went to Miami? <laughs> the decision. The decision. He'd, he'd be dead to them, I think. Um, but Andrew and I had a good conversation about this on our podcast. We said if you traded Bo Levi Mitchell for Mike Riley, both cities would be angry initially but be okay. Because, oh, well, now we have Mike Riley, and I feel very comfortable with Mike Riley as a quarterback for our team. Um, And I will look past what I see as his failings. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, he runs too much. Uh, But anyway, 
Uh, you, you had Bo on your podcast yes. a few weeks ago, yes, Horseman Radio. Locked in yeah. your basement. And yes. <laughs> Not creepy yes. at all. Not creepy yeah. at all. No, no he's, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> he made some really interesting comments because I think some people think if you go to the NFL, you make $35 million a year and you're going to be uh, living on a yacht for the rest of your life. But he said, I would probably have to sign a... Rookie minimum deal. I wouldn't have all that guaranteed. It's not really, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, under the current CBA in the in, in the NFL, as an undrafted free agent, the maximum Bo Mitchell could sign for down next year uh, in year one of his contract would be four hundred forty thousand US. Now, with the CBA negotiations being what they are, the question becomes: Do you want to go down and be a third stringer or possibly a backup? in the NFL for 440000 or do you want to play and start for what will be the equivalent of 440000 here? Um, I don't think there's any question that the dollars are going to go up in the CBA, and some of that is going to be filtered down to the bottom guys making rookie minimum. I think you see they're going to get a boost because of the threat of the AAF coming from the states and the contracts that they're offering, but I still think you're going to see a quarter of that money divvied up amongst the top paid guys in the league, and Bo Mitchell certainly deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the league so with Bo Levi Mitchell talk we'll talk about Trevor Harris and give Janin a chance um, because mainly <laughs> I get tired Janine of listening about here, Stan Peter's crap all the time uh, I didn't run away <laughs> he set a CFL record six touchdowns last week uh, been all season people crying that he should be pulled out of games and not starting you know, he's streaky. We've talked about it. Uh, yeah, we've, t- we've talked about it, too. Yeah, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is a free agent after this season. Yep. Um, his performance on Sunday means a bit more than just getting a ring, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, certainly he's he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder because, and very unfairly, including, you know, Mikhail and I have, have talked a little bit about the streakiness, but very unfairly, he's been called a not-a-big-game quarterback, can't win a playoff game, and his sample size before Sunday was one. Like, how how unreasonable is it? Think about, you know, comparing uh, anything that you guys do for a living and you're told you have one bad day and that's it. You're not, you're, you're done. You're done. It was just, it wasn't fair. I was late on my first day. Well, there you job. go. You suck, Ty. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I'm not going to debate you on this. You <laughs> and, and you were late the first day. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. So <laughs> this is, this is mom, I guess that we heard about. Uh, so Trevor Harris was, was, you know, getting a bad rap. So I think on Sunday and I'll actually go back a few games in the regular season before Sunday. Uh, and this, uh, I was listening to Brad Sinopoli on, uh, on another podcast on the waggle talking about what these guys had to do under pressure, uh, and how the two games against Hamilton, they were really feeling the pressure and how they, they all stepped up. Nobody showed how much he's fueled by pressure like Trevor Harris did last Sunday in the Eastern mm-hmm. final. He just really, I mean, sure, he's probably feeling it. He only got a one-year contract because he knows he has to prove himself. He lives in the shadow of Hank Burris. He lives in that shadow. Ottawa fans love Hank. It's really hard to, to find love in your heart for someone else other than Hank, or so it seems. Uh, and I so don't he's, have a hard time <laughs> yeah. with that at all. <laughs> or, neither does Josh. Neither does Josh. We all know how Josh feels about Hank. Uh, but so, yeah, he, you know, he, really, he really came out on Sunday, and he wanted to get that, 
that chip off his shoulder and he did and he did it in huge fashion uh, and I think Ottawa fans were I won't lie we were a little bit relieved and now I think we're feeling really good about Sunday because he's got that monkey off his back uh, and now he's moving into Sunday's game focused and uh, confident and ready to go. Okay, speaking of Hank, I know this sounds crazy, but Burris was only in Ottawa for three seasons, but that Grey Cup in 2016 kind of made him a, a legend forever there. Is there kind of a feeling that still Trevor Harris is in his shadow? Nothing he can do can get him out of that? I think he's coming out of it after Sunday. Like, yeah. really. Six tr- touchdowns <laughs> will do that. That'll do that, yeah. For, for, sure, uh, for sure, he's been living a little bit in Henry's, uh, in Henry's shadow. I mean... Hank Burris is, is a hero. Third year of a franchise, and boom, we, we have a great cup parade. Uh, you know, just that was a couple short years ago. That was probably one of the most amazing things I've witnessed as a football fan. And those of you who listen to the podcast know that I was, before that, a very long-suffering Winnipeg Blue Bombers fan. So I got to tell you how good it felt. She's like, I'm out. <laughs> Ripping up that Manitoba bird certificate. You forgot one very in that long suffering. <laughs> yeah, that's very, right. very, very, very long, long suffering. suffering. This <laughs> show could not happen in 1990. No, <laughs> no. We're I on mean, Twitter. You could do, lar- do a live show yeah. in 1990. You just couldn't upload it to what didn't exist at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the people in this room. Al-, Al Gore hadn't invented the internet yet. Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got questions for both of you. Uh, Janine, I'll ask you first, and then Ryan. I'll ask them both at once. Uh, Janine, why will Brad Sinopoli win Most Outstanding Canadian? Because he's Brad. Because he's Brad frickin' Sinopoli. That's why he's going to win. He set the record this season. He, I mean, he's going to have, he's another one of these guys that has, you know, a big game. Uh, he's not the, you know, he's not the long ball guy. Remember how they use Sinopoli, right? They use him for the shorter passes, yards after the catch. So I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about the defense of the team, of the guy sitting to the right of me here. So that's when a player like Sinopoli is going to be used more. I think he's going to rack up a whole bunch of those uh, yards after the catch. And I think we're going to see another most outstanding Canadian for Brad Sinopoli. Ryan, why should Alex Singleton be nominated for the most outstanding Canadian? <laughs> Uh, he's not, well, I mean, he's nominated because he's, he's Canadian not, and he's in he, the game. But he should be Oh, a for the awards tonight? Yes. For the awards tonight? Why um, should he have been on that stage tonight? Look, again, it, it's when, you, when you're consistently great um, <laughs> and you don't do anything to stand. When Alex Singleton was nominated last year, it was a surprise that this Canadian linebacker could come in and have 115 tackles. Um, we use Canadian loosely. Is, is it a, his mom's Canadian. What more do you want? Yeah. Your mom's Canadian. You're Canadian. We're not. I'm not convinced of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like uh, Alex Singleton, Alex Singleton, all he did was lead the league in tackles again. Um, so it was it was easier. I mean, Andrew Harris had a, a really compelling story. Um, so it's not a surprise to me that he got nominated. Of course he did. Uh, Ryan, why is Calgary going to win the Grey Cup? Uh, well, I mean, look at them. <laughs> look at them. Bo- would you rather have Bo Mitchell or Andrew Harris? You're going to take Bo Mitchell. Would you rather have our, off- off- our offensive line or theirs? You're going to take ours. Would you rather have their defensive line or ours? You're going to take ours. Receivers might be the only group where you have an argument, but that's because our top four are on the sidelines. That every every position group 
and and I'll give you Lewis Ward. I yeah, guess. I was gonna say. I was gonna <laughs> say the I'll, field goal. I'll give you. I'll give you Lewis Ward. But every other position group Gee, on the thanks. field. Well, every other position group on the field. I think Calgary is is more talented, top to bottom. I, they didn't Ooh, running back. Oh, it, William, okay, all right. Uh, Somebody hand that man with, a mic to with drop. A, little, uh, a man with a little more uh, in the in the game than I have. Uh, a little more experience suggested running back. Um, Don Jackson had the same yards per carry that that Andrew Harris did, and Andrew Harris was a lights out running back this year. Don Jackson got injured. Otherwise, he's leading the league in rushing. He played 12 games and had 1,000 yards, or 945 yards. And in one of the games, he got injured in the first quarter. I mean, if, if, you, prorate, if you prorate his yards per carry out and give him the same carries as Andrew Harris, he's a 1,500-yard running back. So, I mean, yeah, sure, William Powell, great running back. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but Don Jackson just didn't get in the game as often because he was hurt. And, and Terry Williams is also incredible. The two of them back there are very, very dangerous. I think they're a risk to go to the house on every single carry they get. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll give you a wash maybe for William Powell. But I think if... <laughs> <laughs> He's so generous, eh, Zach? But I mean, so at, at that generous. point, like, <laughs> I, you know, Don, Don Jackson almost averaged six yards a carry. I mean, you give him the ball every time, you're going to be in the end zone eventually. That That's... Um, you know, and, and William Powell's a, a great running back, but you know, I, starter for starter, if you prorate them out on a one game, one game, I'll take Don Jackson. Janine, why are the Ottawa Red Blacks going to win the Grey Cup? Uh, growth. I just, I just what they've learned through this season, and and how they've shown that they can win ugly when they have to. They can play under pressure when the game is on the line. Uh, the defense as a unit is the most solid uh, that I've seen it in the five years that we've uh, that we've been back in the league. Uh, and that offense, uh, yeah, we're a healthy offense right now. We have made it through this season. Uh, you know, knock on. There's no damn wood up here. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood, we've made it through this season uh, practically unscathed. But the thing about this offense that I need to tip my hat to is everybody thinks of the big three, Sinopoli, Spencer, and Ellingson. But everybody is contributing. R.J. Harris, Julian Fioli-Gudino, Brendan Galanders. It doesn't matter who they are on offense when the big three aren't there or aren't open or are under deep coverage, we've got so much diversity and explosive talent on offense that I think we're gonna we're gonna make a big splash on Sunday. If there's one thing I can agree with you, Janine, it's that it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> Calgary's DBs are gonna shut them down. <laughs> okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll just have to see. <laughs> and then probably the most important question of the day. We'll go to Janine first. Who's gonna win the CFL pierogi challenge? Is it going to be Travis oh or our boy. friend Zaga? Why did you go to me first? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't vote for me. The, you know, the Zach, early, it's, the not early I, line it's not that I don't respect. It's not that I don't respect how like hard you've been going at this on Twitter, but this guy, from what I hear, has done this before and won. So I gotta admit, I'm going with Travis. <laughs> Sorry. Ryan, uh, look, I'm looking at the shirt on his on his chest, and I'm looking at all the jerseys in the crowd, and oh, the motivation. I, I, I might have to uh, those two big rings would probably leave a dent <laughs> in my forehead. 
Uh, <laughs> that's right. He won't so, hit a girl. Yeah, yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is the answer. This is yeah, the answer right. that's going to get you punched. I was about to say, he, he might hit a man with glasses because he is a man with glasses, so there's no advantage there. No, uh, So, uh, I, I mean, you know, this guy's a peak athlete. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Travis has peak beard, um, which is something I cherish. But, uh, I mean, to put, to put a rooting interest in it, as we do on our podcast, when somebody says something, if there's only one other option to take, you got to take it. Uh, I'm going with my man, Zach. All right. Janine from Mouchoir, Red Blacks podcast. Ryan from Horseman Radio. Thank you so much for coming out to Two and Out Live. Thanks, buddy. We're going to get to that, uh, that pierogi challenge right away. Brazilian Thai, I uh, left a surprise for you under your table there. Oh, uh, good. It, regular fans of the show know there was an episode earlier this season called Butter and Salt. Is this true, Thai's mom? This is, this is the very first show we've ever done in the same room, so I needed proof <laughs> that he actually does this. This will be on your on Tinder profile basis. later on. I don't do it on a regular basis. The last time we went to Grey Cup together, you had a romance. This <laughs> is going to win. Let's get into that, shall we? How- <laughs> what was her name? Tell us everything. <laughs> See? <laughs> And if a lady shows up tonight, mom's here. You can meet her before you. You can't beat that. What was her name? Come on. Ariel. Aww. (laughs) Do you still have her number? Uh, She actually texted me on Facebook yesterday. Well, send this to her. Oh yeah, this yeah, that's what I want to so do. So what? Maybe this? maybe she'll stop texting me. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into this butter and salt as a snack? It's it's happened once, maybe <laughs> twice. We spent a solid eight hours in the hot tub at the lake on Thanksgiving. So let's dehydrate myself more. Yeah, got out after my auntie unplugged the hot tub to get us out of it because we refused to leave at 2 a.m. Went in the house, decided to have leftovers, and while my potatoes were in the microwave, I was really hungry, and so I just took a scoop of the butter off the counter <laughs> and ate it. <laughs> well, I don't have a spoon for you, but figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really doing this? Yeah! No. You can't just not. That's my wife's salt shaker. That's not that much. Yeah, I guess cheer. (laughs) Man. All right. (laughs) How was it? It was delicious. (laughs) We might have to try that. I need need a spoon. (laughs) That's your boy. That is your boy. (laughs) It's really coating the stomach after last night's activities. We have a new heartburn remedy right there. Yeah. If anybody wants any base cell, it's uh, <laughs> at the front. We have another toque to give away. How should we do this? Just yell out your answer. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, there are... <laughs> no! <laughs> there are two uh, food items mentioned in the intro. What is it? <laughs> Graham gets the two. I didn't even know the answer to that. Wow! All right, yeah, well done, buddy. 
Uh, before we welcome Zach Evans to the stage for the CFL Pierogi Challenge, I need to give another shout out to the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. A big thank you goes to Chris, the host of the Let's Find Out podcast. It comes out every month and answers questions about Edmonton's history, and he's making us sound okay today. So, Chris, thank you, and uh, check out his podcast. So, without further ado, the defensive linemen are one of them for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Welcome him to the stage, Mr. Zach Evans. Forks? Oh, God. We have to put him on this side of the stage to even out the weight distribution. <laughs> All right. The whole thing is just going to flip I want to ask you some questions about football, but it seems like you're in game mode. I'm really I'm only nervous. here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You okay. know why I'm here. I know why you're here. These pierogies are glistening. Are you hungry? They don't have enough butter on them. <laughs> we got some right there for you. Yeah. All right, all right, Zach. Uh, you Those grew up pr- in Regina. <laughs> How damn awesome is it to play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Like, it's, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Of course it's awesome. Uh, I got my friends, my family there. I've won a Grey Cup there. It's, it's, it's incredible. You seem just like a normal guy that got to grow up and play for the hometown team. That's yeah, the this was thing. just a mistake in the end. <laughs> They were like, who's this big guy that can play football? Can he try out for the Riders? <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll come. <laughs> well, and it worked out. You got to hoist the damn Grey Cup at Taylor Field. That's five years ago now. But did you have any other special memories before you were a Rough Rider at Taylor Field? The stadium came down, I think, almost exactly a year ago. It, uh, it was a sight watching the old... Old girl come to the ground. Man, I cried when that thing went down. I, I miss that thing. Like, it's that was my entire childhood growing up. That was everything. I always wanted to play in that stadium. It was everything. So, when seeing it go down and then in the background you see this big monstrosity, you're like, this is incredible. Like, it's cool, but it's like new beginnings almost. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you, we, we referenced it earlier <laughs> on. Um, you went to Ottawa as a part of that expansion draft in 2014. Uh, you ended up winning a Grey Cup there, too. So I think it worked out okay. Uh, was there any sort of... Really? Come on. I know in Ottawa you got an opportunity to be uh, the full-time, a full-time guy there, right? Yeah. But was there any sort of like, really? Like, I, I, was, I was working at the refinery at the time. That day, I was just oh. working. And I checked my phone at lunch, and I got picked by the... By the Red Blocks, and I was pissed. <laughs> it was like a, a month ago I won a Grey Cup with Saskatchewan. Now I'm on another team. They're just like, yeah, you, you belong to us now. Like, it's, it's – at that point I was mad. I was upset. I, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to just retire, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, hey, I've always been the number two guy. I've always been the rotation guy. They'll give me an opportunity to play. So I went. So we're all here for the 106th Grey Cup. Uh, the Winnipeg loss, is it still fresh? Or you get to come here and, you know, enjoy all of the festivities as not sort of a fan, but, I mean, do you get to enjoy it all? Yeah, no, I enjoy it, obviously. Like, I, I walk around and I, I chuckle at people and I judge people. And 
Like it's it's that's what you do. It's fun. It's 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 a community of love. That's what the CFL is. There's 900 colors in here, and no one's beating each other up except for me, you. And, you know. But you know what I mean? Like it's just it's yeah. all love, and that's that's what the CFL is. Would this happen in any other league? We're no. about to eat pierogies together. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> um, so this all came about, uh, I was mouthing off on Twitter almost exactly a week ago, saying, nah, there's no worthy challenges. I'm just going to eat pierogies, and everybody's going to watch. <laughs> but then you sent a tweet out. Uh, you, With you, perhaps the strongest gift game I have ever seen. <laughs> Like, that's I have incredible. Never seen more gifts of The Rock in my life. Are you a wrestling fan? No, he's just my man crush. No. <laughs> that's that's all. I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> okay, so talk about I guess your Ukrainian heritage. You have uh, you, you had a picture of you dancing. Do you still do that? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to anymore. Obviously, yeah. as as a pro athlete, but um, no, I I quit when I became a rider. So ever since I was four years old. All the way up to 20, basically, I was a Ukrainian dancer. So I grew up in it. I grew up in the in the culture and the heritage. I uh, went did mosaic every year. I danced mosaic with Poltava, all of that stuff. So I've been eating pierogies my entire life <laughs> <laughs> and crushing them. He's here to kick <laughs> ass and eat pierogies, and he's all I, I, asses. I kick. have a tweet of my. I think he was one at the time. My son, he ate 12 pierogies by himself. One year old? One years old. The kid just hammered them. So, like, it's in our blood. You better be it worried. Might, it might be your blood now. <laughs> I was worried a long time ago, man. <laughs> so what does Christmas dinner look like for you then, uh, growing up? Is it all pierogies, cabbage rolls? What do you got? <laughs> well, like, we do... We do Ukrainian Christmas, okay, and yeah. then we do regular Christmas. So, Ukrainian double it up, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's so smart. Ukrainian Christmas is all the twelve meatless dishes, stuff like that. So pierogies, but then during real, real Christmas, that's when you bring out the turkey, but then all the other Ukrainian food that you can eat. <laughs> that's kubasa and everything, stuff like that, right? So, yeah. All right. So you've taken part in eating competitions before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I might have to change my mind. Like this is not going well for you. <laughs> What's your uh, resume look like? Um, I'm I'm one of those guys that go to a restaurant and if they have a challenge, I do it, no matter what. Like the great outdoors with the steak. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like failed? Lost? I've only lost one, and that was twenty chicken wings, twenty chicken strips in twenty minutes. And I only had two left. Oh. Mm hmm And they were in my mouth. <laughs> Can we clip that? I was pissed. <laughs> I think we just found the name for the podcast. <laughs> but I, I, I've been, um, do you know what Luigi's is? North Albert? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the masterpiece is? No. It's six pounds of spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long? I don't know. <laughs> Until I passed out, basically. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as CFL cities go, where's your favorite place to stop the day before a game? Uh, Any I city. Oh. Montreal. I, 
<laughs> I I do the keg. That's just that's just my thing. I do the keg. I get the the what the rib steak like always the twenty ounce rib steak, all the fixings, everything. How do you that's not have gout? <laughs> because I, he works I take it probiotics. Mm-hmm. Just helps with digestion. Tyrell does not know what those are. My toe is on fire right now. <laughs> okay, before we do this, uh, are there any questions? There's a mic out in the out in the audience. If you have any questions for Zach, I, I'm sure he's okay with it, or me, or Ty, feel free to step to the mic and ask us anything. And nobody is moving, so I think we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> shut no, up and eat. The everyone pierogies. wants to see the pierogies. Yeah, they're like, shut up and do it. All right. Tyrell is uh, the official timekeeper. Have we weighed these? (laughs) This plate is so buttery. Wow. It's not buttery enough. (laughs) All right. We have 18. You have more butter than me. (laughs) (laughs) You have have a drink, Zach? Because I'm using a Coke. It's got some acid in there. You're using a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) How is that fair? Hey, there, there's plenty over there. That's You're a pro okay. athlete. No. Are you no, allowed to drink No, it's going to be bubbly. It's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Ryan, you want to be the play-by-play announcer in the audience, Mike? <laughs> you are way too excited for this. Totally. <laughs> All right. Just I'm fun. getting out of the Let's way. Let's get set. Let's get set. <laughs> Zach has placed his two gray cup rings in front of the pierogies. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this titanic battle between these two behemoths about to go down here at center stage at the Two and Out Live show as Travis, the podcaster, Kura, takes on Zach, the likely winner. (laughs) (laughs) The line has been set at two and a half seconds in favor of Kura. Tossing, <laughs> I made the line. This so I is know my great cup. You need to realize this is everything I have dreamed of. <laughs> Preparing like it's what a tequila shot with salt on his wrist, <laughs> <laughs> and a little over the shoulder, gentlemen. All right, Ty, give us uh, the countdown. Ten seconds. Look at that. All right, my finger's been in there already. Zach eyeing the sloppy seconds of Ty's margarine. Count us down from 10, okay? 10? This is it now? Yes, 10! I was going to go from 3. No. No. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go! Oh, Kura. Diving into it, firing three into his mouth at once. Zach taking some water, looking over, worried, trying to swallow them whole, and does. <laughs> Almost throws it back up. Curris chewing and swallowing the two men going at it. Who's going to take down this prize? Can Curris say he beat an athlete in something? As he takes another pierogi into his mouth, washing it down with Coke, Zach taking the time-honored tradition. Oh, now he's just hoovering them down. He's opened his throat up. They're just going down without even swallowing. Curry is taking a bite, slowing down here. 
A couple pierogies away from the end. An expletive coming from his mouth. The CFL will fine him for sure. Not sure if there was the word mafia at the end of it, though. Zach now almost down a full bottle of water, continuing to fire back those pierogies. Ties up on stage. How many we got left there? Whose who's bowl is looking a little five. emptier? Travis has five. He had time to eight. tell us. And eight left. <laughs> eight left for Zach. Travis firing him back. Got a two-and-a-half-second uh, lead in Vegas. Ken, is this going to be a situation of whether or not Zach can cover? Because at this moment, it looks like he's trailing behind. The okay, weight of his great cup rings slowing down his hands. As Travis again fires another one back. I think he might be down to his final three. Looking over at Zach's bowl to see if he's got time to chew or not. Travis has one left in the bowl and one in his hand. Zach is down to three. This one's going to come down to the wire as another one goes down without chewing. Oh, and Kura has completed the challenge. And Zach walks away in disgust. I believe he said earlier, I only had two left and they were both in my mouth. <laughs> and that may be how this one went down. An epic win here for the host of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Mr. Travis Curra. <laughs> Should we do this again next year? <laughs> Under my terms. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the rematch, Calgary 2019. <laughs> there it is. Thank you so much for coming out to Tune Out Live. Thank you so much for coming out. Man, we'll see you around Edmonton. Enjoy the Grey Cup. That was hard. The official time, one minute and 49 seconds. That, oh, God. I wish I would have placed a bet on this thing. <laughs> it's close. Like, my hangover went from a five all the way down to a three now. Like, I feel way worse after watching that. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.